I'm John. I'm Drew. I'm Nick. And I'm Adam. And you're listening to The Archive, our ever-growing library of everything, one hour at a time. Come on in. It's the archive. It's the prefatorium where we start our journey into the archive each week. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the prefatorium, we do two fantastic things. The two. first of those is show matters. These are matters about the show. I've heard of this. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why that hit me so funny. <laughs> heard of this i mean everybody has right everybody in the archive has heard of our infamous show matters (laughs) (laughs) the one that i'll throw out there yeah throw it out there uh, you you may not be aware of this uh even though it is a recurring show matter but uh we are counting down Mm. final days of the archive yeah we're winding this sucker back down to the ground it's been we're beating it for 11 years and yeah. we're uh we're finally bringing it in for a landing in in just a few a few moments a few weeks a few months we're not sure but uh it's yeah. on its way the charges under the percolator have been set so we got to be careful about that oh <laughs> yeah i'm reminded of i remember reading an inter not an interview uh because he was such a recluse but um I guess someone else had talked to Bill Watterson about, you know, ending Calvin and Hobbes. And he had said that he wanted to end it while it was, you know, doing well and, and while it was still well-regarded. Um, and I said to myself, I'm never going to do that. I'm going to do things until they're awful and <laughs> <laughs> no one likes well, And them. you're holding to that. Congratulations. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, I don't think we have any other show. Oh, I do have another oh, show oh, matter, oh. and we'll see if it's if the comments um, give us any more uh, illumination on this show matter. But uh, you know, I listened to the previous the sleepovers episode. I wasn't able to make it uh, to that one, and I'm struck by our new commenter our new creeper pedro uh insta creeper maybe we can call him because he's nice insta creep he's always on instagram yeah um and you know it just i hate to say it but is king creeper's throne in jeopardy (laughs) i think that sets the stage for the second thing that we do here in prefatorium uh adam what is it that we do here? <laughs> well, we we read comments, but first I have to ask the question. Hey, John, we got any comments? Yes. yes. Before we get to Pedro's comments, um, I got a few a, a few to relay here from the archive.com, which is as of this moment still a website. The traditional way to the, the traditional way that people have commented. Yeah, the old yeah. no razzle dazzle. The old razzle-dazzle. The first of these comments uh, comes from our friend Mike Westfall. Mike Westfall. Yeah. 
Mike says, the sleepovers I remember sound most like John's, involving combining all our toy sets into an epic scene, often on the game board of Crossfire. Whoa, oh, wow. that's fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I mean, what, what a better way to use the game board of Crossfire than actually playing the game Crossfire, yeah. Yeah. as I recall. Not a, a fantastic commercial not so great of a game. Um, <laughs> that that board game is the Phantom Menace of board games. Oh, that Ooh. that's apt. Oh. I like that. Yeah, I think it's that's an right. Incredible promotion. Much heralded. Fell flat. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're doing a special. Uh, we're doing a season on it. And right, exactly. Our time. That. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, now, this is Mike continuing. Uh, now, as a parent of sleepover-aged kids, I have never heard of whatever Adam was talking about with picking them up at midnight. <laughs> Don't make Good. me stay up until midnight just to pick up my kids. <laughs> I, uh, uh, on that note, you know, when I was listening to that, I, could, I absolutely understand that, um, that, uh, desire to desire yeah um and ash and i have even talked about like oh sleepovers what's we're gonna allow that i i and allow that jeez my parents were strict i just really don't trust anyone (laughs) uh little kids oh it's not the kids that are the problem it's the parents it's the you know creepy you know the the stories you hear, oh, about of letting awful people stay over at other, yeah, yeah, and and the potential like I just think that's like, why you just make sure that no parents are going to be there before you let your exactly kids. that's what we'll do. <laughs> what I'll do is I'll rent. You're welcome, Lily. <laughs> I'll rent a cabin and the sleepover will happen there. No, yeah, no parents. yeah. Just just your daughter and seven other kids going hey. out to a cabin in the woods yeah. and at seven good years luck. Old. <laughs> Fun kids. Uh, we also got a comment on sleepovers from Ashley. Whoa. Welcome back to the comments, Ashley. Yeah, uh, she yeah. and says, Mike, for that matter. It's been a little bit for him too. Same. Yes. Yes. Maybe they were offering deference to the king for a bit. Oh yeah, appropriately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ashley says, "My parents, mainly my mother, had a pretty strict rule about sleepovers. I could only sleep over somewhere every other weekend, and no mixed sex sleepovers." However, I was allowed to go to one mixed sex sleepover. I, no, I, actually, I just, you know, I think I, I refer to these as co-ed. Co-ed, exactly. Much easier to say than mixed sex. If, if you're trying to get your parents on board, go with co-ed. <laughs> yeah, Lily, if you ever listen to this, go with co-ed when you request yes. uh, permission. Don't, don't say mixed sex. Oh, um, don't call it mixing sexes either. <laughs> That's probably the worst thing you could say. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I wa- However, I was allowed to go to one mixed sex sleepover when I was around 13 for my friend, a boy's birthday. The boys mm-hmm. got to sleep on the main area in the main area of the house with the kitchen and the TV. 
The girls were confined to a small guest room. We were warned that if we left the room, they would call all of our parents and end the sleepover immediately. So naturally, someone tested them and they held true to their word. My dad would come pick me up in the middle of the night and to add insult to injury, someone's mom backed up into the side of our car. (laughs) Wow. This is an amazing sleepover story. Uh, Yeah. I only ever had one sleepover at my own house. My mom got angry at us for talking instead of sleeping and yelled at everyone and scared my friends. Okay, this is also a great sleepover story. <laughs> it's not called a talk over Ashley. <laughs> and by the way, don't ever talk over Ashley. <laughs> oh, man. Y'all hand bone. <laughs> Humiliation basically killed any desire to ever experience that again. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, can, I can totally sympathize with that. Uh, she says the best sleepover was at a hotel. We got to swim in the pool. Uh, I saved my bully from drowning, so she stops bullying me. Uh-huh. Watched Species on pay per view. <laughs> okay, I gotta wow, say, so Ashley, many stories here. <laughs> yes, raising the bar for sleepover stories. Yeah, That's excellent. Actually, making quite a good case for going to sleepovers. Yeah, really. Yeah. Uh, she adds, most of my tween teen girl sleepovers involve spooky games, Ouija boards, and seances. Again, what, what a perfect way to spend a sleepover. Uh, she says, I'm not totally sure I'd let my daughter go to a sleepover nowadays, but I have time to figure that out. I mean, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't get too cozy there. You know, the sleepover circuit is, is getting increasingly earlier from what I hear. Yeah, yeah. Shooting up. Kids grow up fast these days. Yeah, I I cannot believe I don't think I talked about this about my forays into um, girl sleepovers, which I know it sounds way more risque than it actually is. Did I talk about this? I I, I can't remember if I did or not. No, I don't think so. Oh my gosh! So I would. Um, this is not the sleepovers episode. I I know this is a live comment. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would get invited to all girl sleepovers from time to time. All girl sleepovers? Yes. Yes. Not co ed, not mixed no. confusion. No. All all girl sleepovers. Um every I, girl you knew. Everyone. <laughs> no, as in like a bunch of teenage girls would have a, a spend the night sleepover thing and mm-hmm. I would get invited. Either Adam, you should come. Well, either I was from, doing an impression. Adam, was good. this was this like five or ten years ago? <laughs> God, this is like oh no, oh no. I like twenty five years ago, probably. Jesus, please, long time ago, long time ago. But okay, it was either I was already hanging out at that person's house, and then they had people come over, and then I kind of just got locked in in the mix. So not an invite. Go on. <laughs> That's you sort of creeping. They were just like waiting for you to leave. <laughs> I love started it. I've been invited. It transitioned to I stayed because no one told me to leave. That was just the one way. The other way was when I was invited was I I it was hey you can come over. And I I really you just hair. have to turn I, into a girl. They 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 would have to, they would dress me in drag and do makeup and and do my and do my hair and mm-hmm. I was like uh yeah that's absolutely fine. And I would go to these houses as a you know 16, 17 year old and have four, five, six teenage girls play with my hair 
And so I was like, yeah, this is freaking amazing. I, yeah, I, I wasn't yeah. sure if you were kidding or not when you said that, but I would definitely be into that. It, were, yeah. were you a theater kid? Oh, yeah. Okay, of okay. course he was. was that a... up anyway, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Did that I, I... fall into place in that? Were these theater students also? Uh, some, some of them. Okay. Yeah, but there were also some from, like, um, some of the uh, Catholic high school girls all, all girl high schools so it's the thing was and i mean just to kind of now take myself down a, a couple notches here i was safe i wasn't going to do anything the parents knew i wasn't going to do anything the the girls no like liked me liked me so it was just sure whatever adam you can stay or you can invite adam it's not a big deal because i was it was it was oh my was god i want withering. a show called sure adam you can stay yeah, yeah i could just hear the <laughs> the withering uh <laughs> statement fine adam you can stay the best no, was one I... time when the it was just probably like around midnight and the mom comes into the room didn't know i was there and i'm in yeah. full drag and she looks at me and i'm like hey mrs reba's mom this is what i called her and she was like Oh my gosh. Then this turned around walked out. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I wish if I had been uh, at all confident in high school, I too would have been totally up for going to uh, uh, same sex sleepover um, and be dressed in drag. That would be fantastic. It was great. Uh, how would you feel about that if you were, say, 38, 39? Mm-hmm. It's and it, it's, yeah. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. All right. Uh, I'll send you an invite. Just <laughs> have me over for a different thing, and then I'll stay. For the... <laughs> I just won't leave. Yeah. Why you put a dress on? Shh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Is that all the comments? <laughs> That's all the comments that we have on the archive.com. No, it's not all the comments. On the archive.com. This is our new feature called, no, that's not all the comments. <laughs> uh, we have another comment from Sparks352, a.k.a. Pedro Rivera. It's Pedro. Pedro. Uh, I guess we should give him his own theme song, too. I just right? did it. Sing oh, it again. Thanks. It's Pedro. What's the what's the username again? Sparks three five two. All right, do it again, Adam. It's Pedro. Sparks three five two. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. Who said? Speaking to the guy's response to the question in the most recent episode. <laughs> <laughs> I do believe there's a definite lore to the archive podcast, intentional or not. I hope. One of your last episodes is a meta episode about the archive podcast to put into the archive. You guys are an interesting bunch and I'll definitely look out for new projects you'll have in the future. Wow. Who is this guy? Yeah, right. I mean, like he's, it's it's definitely not me. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait, is I can't it even you? imagine. Oh my gosh. I'm ghostwriting this whole time trying to get you guys like re- reinvigorated back into we'll do a, let's do another season. This guy seems to love us a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it does seem like Pedro has like a secret 
compartment here in the archive and is listening in to yeah. unrecorded conversation. I'm not trying. I'm not going to say what we're very planning intuitive. for the final episode, but we we might have talked about things that he said in that comment. We might have, and and yeah, let's leave it. Uh, yeah, well, no, I, I will say we talked about how interesting we are. Yeah, prior to reading this comment, <laughs> we had a very long conversation about how interesting we are, and it's weird that he said that. Also, that's yeah. going to be the last episode, really, where we talk about how interesting we are. Yeah. Stay <laughs> tuned, uh, folks. <laughs> Adam, you would love to talk about how interesting <laughs> you guys, maybe not me though. Ooh. That sounds like a deep dive. Yeah. <laughs> Is that all the comments? I think that's all. That's all I got. All right. One live comment from me. Oh, also on the sleepovers episode, John um, amazingly to me remembered that I had a sleepover experience or let's say a non sleepover experience. Oh yeah. And I'll go ahead and recount that uh, quickly. Um, I was, I was with my cousin and his in his family, my aunt and uncle, at at some gathering they went to. I don't think it was even like a my it was like the other side of their family or something. So I knew nobody there. I just knew my uncle and aunt, my cousin, and I was supposed to spend the night. And they had invited me. I wasn't planning on just staying um, with them until they told me to leave. But <laughs> as the day, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> We all know I marched to be my own drum. I do things a little differently. It's all good. But as the day wore on, I started getting a ton of anxiety. I've never liked sleepovers, uh, especially, well, ever, ever. I was going to say, especially as a kid, but um, uh, I mean, I never mind. I'm going in a weird place. I didn't like sleepovers. And I initially liked the idea of it. And then as the night would progress, I'd be like more and more like, this is a bad idea. I don't want to be here. I want to be in my own bed. I want to be at my house where I can live the way I live and not the way these maniacs live. And so at a certain point, we're still at this gathering and I decide, okay, I got to get out of this. So I tell my aunt that I need to call uh, home just to check in. And so I call and no one answers. And I think I knew no one would answer. So I get the voice, the, the answering machine and I start talking like I'm talking to my parents and I'm like, yeah, it's, I'm having a good time. Yep. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I'll, I'll tell them. Oh God, this is much better than I even remember it being. (laughs) And then I proceed to tell my aunt and uncle, I can't spend the night. My parents remembered that I have something in the morning, so I need I, to be home. I really wish we could actually cut back to you as a child to hear if you actually left time for them to respond or if you said, <laughs> you just oh, I'm having a good time. Oh, I have to go home right now? Okay. All right. Let me, let me tell them that. Okay. It was at least, it must have been there must have been some some attempt to make it sound real because they were like, oh, okay. And later that evening, they took me home. And and as we're getting there, I'm like, oh God, please hurry up. Cause I'm because I'm thinking my parents are gonna get home any minute minute. And if they get home, I'm like screwed. So they 
pull into my driveway. I like, I'm like, thanks a lot. Bye. And I get out of the car. <laughs> and as I like turn and I'm going up my steps, I see my parents' car coming down the road. And I, I just like book it into the house. I go up to my room. And I just sit there and wait. And I'm just like praying that <laughs> oh, no. my aunt and uncle leave before, but sure. Of course they didn't. They stayed there. Yeah. Um, and my parents are out there talking to them and I'm like, Oh my God, what's happening right now? <laughs> my, my dad, <laughs> my dad comes inside, comes into my room and he's just like, and I, I guess there must've been enough time for them to listen to the voicemail, the, the, the message I'd left because he is pissed and he's like, Oh, no. I can't remember everything he said, but what I do remember is he said that message you left on the answering machine is bullshit. Like he was so mad. And I was wow. like, Oh my, I mean, I, I melted into the floor. I was so terrified and embarrassed. And he's like, you're going to sit here and Ryan's going to come in. You're going to apologize to Ryan. That's my cousin. Uh, you know, and, and that'll be that. And also that's probably grounded. But so Ryan comes in and Ryan's my cousin is maybe like two years younger than me. I just felt like a supreme asshole. And like he sits down and I, you know, I apologize or whatever. And that was kind of it. And I just, I, it is one of the most, uh, I, I just felt totally terrible. Yeah. I'm not surprised that you don't, continue to like sleepovers now <laughs> 30 years later <laughs> yeah does that ever come up with your family i've never i i i you know after i listened to the episode i was like oh i need to see if my mom remembers that because i don't i don't i don't think anyone else i probably remember it the most sure yeah. but i've never checked in to be like do you guys remember when this happened <clears throat> I'm still mortified by it. I'm still like really embarrassed about it. So that might be why I haven't. Uh, Not immortalized here. Yes. I think I've said it before, but always happy to repeat it. <laughs> you're, you're, you're way smarter than I was. I tried that, that fake answer thing once and I didn't, I was still doing the bit when the phone had already hung up and, uh, <laughs> That meh, 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 oh yeah, yeah. On. yes. And I was talking like I was talking to someone. Wow. Was great. And I hung up the phone. And then at that point, like the person I was trying to get out of hanging out with looked at me all weird. And I was like, "Oh, that was weird." Anyway, so let's hang out. Because <laughs> I was like, "Well, I just screwed the pooch on that one, so I guess we're gonna hang out now." Because mm, no, that's so great. Much smarter than I was. Well, I don't know if you guys, I, I don't want to invite you to sleep over because it's kind of weird. I'll just hang but, out. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I don't have to worry about Adam. He's just going to hang out all night anyway. But I mean, while we're here, why don't we just like relax? You know, there's a lot going on in the world these days. I think we owe ourselves the opportunity to just indulge a little bit and, and just get cozy. So Come on over here. Let's get cozy, guys. A winter's day In a deep and dark December 
gazing from my window to the streets below on a freshly fallen silent shroud of snow. I am a rock. I am an island. So I don't, I don't know exactly yet what to call this one, but um, I shared an article with you guys, and uh, there's a a notion that is suggested, I don't think this is not novel really, but um, you know, since, since the onset of the pandemic uh, in which we find ourselves, um, I think there's been, a, it's, it's been kind of a, a, a joke, a crutch um, to uh, acknowledge the lack of social activities or social responsibilities or, um, the more insular lives that people are living as a result of the danger of interacting with people in person. Um, and I think there, there seem to be two schools of thought on this. And, and one of them is this notion that, um, we need to get back to where we were. We need to get back to our normal way of interacting with each other, uh, as quickly as possible. You this know, is for, the um, the Jack from Lost theory. We need to get back. <laughs> oh, I was thinking uh, the Doc Brown. Mm, go or back. the Doc Brown, yeah. We got to send you back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, a very urgent need, desire to restore uh, previously established norms of our lives. And then there's this other school of thought, um, which is, the Kate from Lost. <laughs> <laughs> or the Biff Tannen. <laughs> Which is, we need to steal a sports almanac. Mm -hmm. We need to go back in time and tell ourselves uh, what to bet on. Uh, no, it's to double down on it. Like, just Tree and leave, you idiot. <laughs> uh, the idea that, like, um, maybe we don't need to rush uh, back to uh, or, or lament the lack of our previous lifestyles um, and just savor a few quiet moments of uh, being isolated at home. And uh, this, this ties into this concept that I don't, I don't think I'd ever heard of this until I read this article, but um, it's a Nordic term that... <clears throat> Nordic. Uh, yeah, Nordic like the track. The oh yeah, they, I'm familiar oh, with their yeah. tracks. Yeah, uh, it it is called. I think it's pronounced Hige. It is spelled H Y G G E, and it roughly translates to coziness. And it's the idea of um, not not just coping with uh, being sort of stuck at home or mm -hmm. isolated from the people that you love, but being actually um, motivated to make the most of that and intentional about how you spend that time, which has been um, <clears throat> like, I, I, I think I've alluded to this before. I, I didn't really need this article to encourage me to, to take up this notion. I have been, very happy to be cozy at home for the duration of this pandemic so far. Um, but it, it seemed like a really timely uh, read the coming across this article. 
given that we are now entering winter, it's mm -hmm. uh, we're just, uh, as we record this, a week or so removed from the longest day of the year. And uh, I don't know, I feel like, you know, if I have, if I have one gripe, I, I'm a person, I try to not live with regret, but if I have any regret, it is that um, not, it's, it's not savoring everything for as long as I, I wish I had, or I think I should. Mm. And I mean, I believe that I have fully made the most of the last eight months or so. Uh, but at the same time, I'm also like sort of nervous about it coming to an end, weirdly. Hmm. Um, so I, I, I consider this an opportunity to like uh, maybe think a little more critically about how I spend my time and really look at what is, what is coziness? How can, I, how can I make more out of it? Um, and, uh, I don't know, just looking at the idea of, of what that is, what is coziness and what, um, what, what are the ways that we, uh, make ourselves feel, uh, most comfortable and what does that mean to, to feel comfortable? And, uh, I don't know. Can I, and before we, maybe before we dive in, I want to acknowledge something um because i imagine we'll talk a lot a lot about staying home working from home that kind of stuff mm -hmm. i just want to acknowledge that uh I, I well i'll speak for myself you know i'm very privileged to be able to work from home and actually stay home you know 95 percent of the time throughout this and and i don't want to I don't want to talk about this without acknowledging that that is not the reality for a significant portion of people who, despite a pandemic, despite, you know, whether they would, they want to or not have to still go out in the world, still live practically the life they lived before the pandemic because of, you know, whatever circumstances require them to. So I think I just want to put that as a sort of blanket statement across this episode and acknowledge that, you know, we might be luckier than most in that regard. Yeah, I would, I would echo that. Um, <clears throat> and I don't necessarily want this to be like a pandemic right. specific conversation. You know, I, I mean, I think that this holds true. A lot of the, the ideas that I, that I think this concept brings to mind are not, um, they're not sp specific to our current circumstances. They're, yeah. they're more about like, um, just the state of mind uh, that one inhibits at certain times of the year, or maybe, mm -hmm. maybe not even like certain times of the year. Maybe it's just more like just a time in your life where mm -hmm. you kind of retreat and, you know, uh, you're no longer as active or outgoing as you would normally be. Yeah. Um, and what does that mean? And like, what, what, uh, how do you do it? What does it mean to you? And that's so forth. But, but yeah, I, I think um, maybe that's a good place to start too. Um, I think, cause we've all, I think for the most part been working remotely for a long time now, um, which was for me, not uh, it, it, it wasn't an unprecedented situation, but it was, 
it was definitely the first time it's been the first time where that has been the norm. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's, I, I'm, I'm, I get the sense from talking to a lot of people, I, I, not a lot of people, but from the amount of people that I talk to about this topic, um, I, I am surprised to find that I am in a minority uh, in that I don't miss uh, <laughs> working in close proximity to other people who are not my spouse, right? This is surprising yeah. to you, really? It, it is. I, I, I'm, I'm genuinely surprised by this. I, I really did think, like, as, as this whole thing sort of set in, uh, I thought, man, a lot of people are going to like really come around to the idea that like maybe they don't want to work in an office or, you know, they don't, they don't actually like interacting or don't, you know, won't feel the need to interact directly with people. But you um, didn't think you were going to be one of those people? No, no. I, I mean, I, I, uh, I sort of wondered the opposite. I, I wondered if like, oh, I, I, I wonder if two months down the line, I'm actually going to miss my coworkers or, you know, miss seeing people every right. day. Um, and that has not been the case. Like I'm, I'm, I would be perfectly happy if I never worked around another human being again <laughs> in my life. Um, well, I've met your coworkers, so I understand why you say that. <laughs> I haven't met them. I'm just kidding. Um, no, I, I'm, I kind of feel like I'm in the same boat as you where uh, I'm like a introvert, but I think I'm a pretty functional introvert in uh, workplace settings and things like that uh, for the most part. And um, so I don't, I don't know if this is what, what you were thinking yourself, but uh, I kind of, was comfortable with it, but was wondering what my limit was mm. and this far into it. And at this point, um, you know, being able to see the, um, the end at, at some point in the next six months or a year, um, wondering like, when we go back, am I going to want to do that? Are there going to be options for me to continue doing this? Um, I do miss seeing my coworkers unlike John who hates his coworkers, but, um, but I would like to have that option. Like I, I do kind of like uh, a little bit of what I have as, as being an optional thing and being able to go in when necessary or uh, when, it, when it's right for the project or job or whatever, you know? Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's not, it's not even the, you know, leisure of being able to stay at home and wear pajamas and things like that. It's, it is mostly the, uh, the world of office atmosphere and being out and in public and on all day that Mm -hmm. as an introvert, I find a little bit exhausting, uh, but, uh, but yeah, like I said, I, I do miss my coworkers. I do miss being able to interact and move on things quickly and things like that. So I don't know. 
Yeah, probably to no one's surprise on any level, this has been insanely <laughs> tough on me. Um, yeah. Being uh, an extroverted extro extrovert, uh, this has been real, real rough. Uh, I'm going to talk actually briefly about uh, Kelly's um, experience with this, uh, just because she's, she's vocalized a lot. So Kelly is a introverted introvert, like very much so. And uh, Jack Dorsey, uh, St. Louis boy, done done good owner of square and and twitter uh has officially said from now forever and ever amen if you don't want to you never have to go back into a building wow. and uh kelly freaked because the one thing even though she is an, an introvert and and has to have that doesn't like to be around people very much she won't stop working without people stopping her so to her it's been very rough because oh. she just keeps working and working and working and working and as before it'd be like some yeah. coworkers be around good bad or otherwise you know again she'd be like i just need to go away from people i can't get away from that but now she's forced to be alone and so and there's no one to you know shoot the shit with or make jokes or be silly or whatnot to break up that work thing so her being a workaholic she just works and just doesn't stop and then she's kind of burning herself out um big time so it's in i saw a great meme a couple of days ago that i was going to send to her and she actually asked, ended up sending it to me it's a picture of, of, of a rabbit and both it's like um introverts when, when they get to stay at home and the rabbit looks very it's a real rabbit looks very happy and then it says introverts when they're forced to stay at home and the rabbit looks all pissed off <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's it was interesting i that it's a weird duality of me being an extrovert needing to be around people and not being able to do that so kind of tying it back into the comfy thing feeling very uncomfortable for eight months now where i cannot get that level of comfort by being around other human beings and sort of feeling energy and whatnot very briefly i should say i've very uh in the last couple of months i've been able to teach out of the track that i teach uh have a students about 40 days before it cycles the next track i get to teach in person about five of those 40 days mm -hmm. so i mm. i ingest every precious moment so you're, you're of that. savoring the opposite of what i'm savoring yes like, exactly it's like the little bit every i can be around people is like oh my god i need this so badly um but then again again i just i would never thought in, in a million years that somebody like Kelly, who's such an introvert, would have such an adverse reaction to being told, guess what? You never go back to an office ever, ever, ever. To me, that would think that's be an introvert's dream. Like, sweet, I don't have to bring around people anymore. That's awesome. Um, yeah. But again, that's that unexpected side effect of the, the workaholic in, introvert. That's also not a good combo. So, yeah. Do you guys find that, um, my three introverted friends here, uh, that when do you find yourself working too, I mean, supposed to be quote unquote too much? because of this bit, there is no sort of water cooler moments or something like that. I, I don't find myself working too much because I, 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 I've been working a lot just because we've been really busy. I mean, we're, we're, we've been really fortunate that the work w that we do translates really well to remote work. And so we've actually been crazy busy. Um, to the point where like I'm working more than I did. I'm busier than I was when we would be in an office. And, um, that is, I, I think it's tempered by when 
I'm not crazy busy when I'm normal busy. I'm definitely uh, more lenient on myself in terms of like, well, I'm going to take an hour to myself right now, you know, and I'll make that right. up at some other point. And uh, that's to me kind of been one of the great benefits of being, of working from home. And, and I know this from freelancing is that the time you spend at an office where you don't have work to do and you spend like doing shit that doesn't matter you know like like killing time in whatever way that your job has decided you're supposed to kill time um it's really wonderful to be able to use that time productively in your own home you know whether that is cleaning up or taking care of something in the house that needs taken care of or just taking time for yourself um, and recharging in some way. I think Ashley yeah, I, would argue that I don't do that enough, but it's, well, especially <laughs> right now because of the, how busy we are. But it's interesting you know. that my question was, you find yourself working too much and you said, no, I'm more busy now than I ever have been. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, well interesting. I interesting. <laughs> I guess what I meant was <coughs> not by my own, you know, I think you were saying like Kelly just works herself, you know, she doesn't tell herself to stop. And I'm, I don't, assuming I don't have a deadline or something, I'm very good at telling myself to stop. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. I, I think there definitely is a differentiating there, but it also is a little closer to what my suspicion was than, mm. uh, than you probably might. Nick, what, what, what were you saying? Well, just, I, I totally understand what Drew's talking about. When you're at work, you still need to take breaks to relax. It's good for you to just get up and walk around that kind of thing. And, but when I'm, when I'm doing it at work, it's exclusively just to get away from work and to, you know, maybe talk to some coworkers and um, get some exercise and that kind of stuff. But when you're at home and you actually have things that you have on your checklist to do around the house, uh, let the dogs Mm. out and clean up and those little things, it's just like that balance of work and life. Uh, together is really nice to be able to go back and forth between that and uh, to get back to the topic makes me feel cozy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like we've hijacked John's yeah, sorry. actual topic. <laughs> no, I think this actually like falls right in line with it because I think it's, um, I, I, I guess the, the problem, the, the, the natural problem that I come to um, with that idea of coziness or what I guess is maybe like a cultural. Um, what was it? It was he, 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 yeah. he's, you know, it, it's, he's. I, I, it's, it's I like think a, it's pronounced. Hey, good, good, good. I think it's pronounced. He's high. Good, good. Magic. I did not mean to derail it like that, but I like, I did. I keep, thinking it sounds like that guy says please in the ghostbusters when the ghosts are all getting out anybody remember that part <laughs> nope um, there's a scene there's a save scene. it for the next podcast yeah have you guys seen ghostbusters <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> please uh, it's in the music i think Hege is is somewhat uh, of a an antithetical uh, to our to our culture in a way, um, which seems to 
uh, prioritize or um, fixate on uh, maximal use of time, uh, maximal mm-hmm. use of resources, mm. maximum use of resources, and um, and it 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 almost seems like you know I, I Chelsea and I have had these conversations where like if we sit and read for an hour. Um, one of us will be like, oh man, we've let like a whole morning go by. Like now, now like the day is, we're under the gun to like to, you know, make the most of this day or whatever. And that's like, we don't even believe that. Neither one of us believes that, but it, it is such a, there's a, it's a grand. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a trigger. And is, does product of, excuse me, does productivity serve happiness or, happiness serving productivity you know yeah it's just like what is the ultimate goal and uh it, it, in my opinion it's he's, uh, <laughs> he's. <laughs> uh i was talking to john and i i was talking to you about talking to you talking to you about this i was talking to you about this last night where i i'm trying to, i'm trying to accept something about myself that I go through cycles of consumption and creation and I have mm-hmm. to be okay with the consumption cycles um, because they're, you know, as important, I think, as the creative ones. And that's where I, you know, get inspiration or I get energized to do work. <clears throat> and the challenge I find just with my current uh the way my life is currently is it's really easy to be in the consumption cycle because it's easier to, to, you know, sit down and read the, the, my life is set up to be able to do that kind of thing easier right now and to create it's harder and it's always been harder to create, but um, the barriers that exist right now are harder to overcome. And so uh, I worry that I'm too much in the, Hege uh, <laughs> cycle is what I'm going to now call it. The hege cycle. The hege cycle. Nice. Yeah. Um, because I absolutely love, I fucking love being all heged up. You know what I mean? Like, I love to sit down and just really do the things that bring me comfort. And well, it's crazy to say that. Of course, everyone does. But I guess I, I you know, it's but not very, everyone does, but not everyone does. And, and I get, I'm very susceptible to like, oh, I would just like to do this tonight. You know, I'd really love to just sit here and play a video game for the next, you know, hour and a half. And, and, and then invariably, as you were saying, John, I sort of feel like, oh, and wasted an hour and a half just then playing that I could have been working on something. I could have been, you know, I have this like long, it's, a comic that I've been wanting to, to make. And I wrote, I, I actually like about four fish and they, Oh wait, no, I'm oh. not that. Um, <laughs> where I finally wrote, I like sat down and wrote the script for it. And that was really proud of myself for getting through that process and through a revision process and like got the script to a point where like, okay, I'm happy with this. I'm ready to start sketching on it. And, you know, for a number of circumstances have not been able to follow through on that. And I actually don't blame myself for that right now, but 
there is still that part of me that's like, ah, but you know, instead of, you know, reading a book right now, you could work on that. Yeah. It's difficult. It's hard to let go of that uh, insistence that's at the back of your head. And I think you're right. Like it's, um, whether you are, whether you look at it in those terms of like create creation or consumption, or whether you're just looking at it in terms of like the, <clears throat> the, the classic term, I guess, is the work life balance, mm. which of course doesn't really like that. That is, I think a little too simplistic. Um, and I think Hege advocates would agree with me on that because when you say like work, work sets the parameter that like everything outside of your job is relaxation or, yeah. you know, yeah. catering to the, the idea of comfort. And that's obviously not the case. Um, it's the, the, the idea behind Hege is that it, it's your, you're focused as focused on the comfort side of things as you are on the productivity side when you're at work. So it's like, it's, it's almost like committing to not being productive mm. when you're not being productive. Um, what you're saying right now just reminded me that I actually have a, a really appropriate story with this where uh, recently an album came out by one of my favorite artists and I was so excited about it. I bought the vinyl with a CD. Like I don't normally buy any media, but this was three months ago or something. And for two months, I was like, I want to dedicate an hour to just sitting in the dark and listening to this album. I held off listening to it. I was like, I just, I want to commit to that, you yeah. know? Mm -hmm. And it was really hard for me to find a time that I was like ready and comfortable and in the right mood to do that. And I just did that this past weekend and it was so satisfying. Mm -hmm. and, and like you're saying, it was still like there were points during it that I got uneasy and I felt like I should be doing something else. And I had, I asked my wife to like, give me an hour to listen to this. And I was like, you know, she didn't care, but while yeah, I was she listening said, to it, I was like, she's like, you old ham bone. Of course you can. <laughs> but while I was listening to it, I was like, is she like, thinking about dinner should i go be doing other yeah, stuff yeah. you know yeah just, yeah she's painted an entire room while you're listening yeah. to this album. yeah yeah and it, it, <laughs> i kept having those kind of creeping thoughts about uh like you're saying not not work but just that i should be doing something you know and i i i pushed them out i really enjoyed it uh yeah and it it felt like a new experience to me it was it's yeah. been a long time since i've just enjoyed music like that that's nice. really cool i what, what was the band uh two life crew <laughs> that's a pretty easy question <laughs> i love that he resisted answering it though <laughs> oh, that's so great i uh nick that i um, the listening to the, you know, concerted effort to listen to music. And I totally agree with you, like in the dark is kind of the best way to do that. And a few years ago, <clears throat> we were in between houses. We were living with my mom and we had the three of us, me, Ash and Lil had one room basically that we were sort of living in. And so 
at night when we would put Lily to bed at that point, she's going to bed at like six thirty or seven or something. I can't remember. It's like, well, we're kind of just have to be quiet in this room now, you know, cause she's sleeping. And one thing I did one night was, uh, a new album from a artist that I really liked had come out and I just turned it on and laid there and listened to it. And it was like so good. And I, you know, it is so hard to convince yourself to do that. I mean, at least it is for me with music. Um, and it is incredibly rewarding and you really get, I feel like you get really um, immersed in it and you, yeah, uh, at least emotionally, I react much stronger to things or to music that way and and just the other night i did it again not with a full album or anything but with just one song and i was like man this is i really should set aside time to do this kind of thing more often i don't know if that's is that heege john you're the heege expert yeah i would say as as um your your heege consultant for the archive um i would say that is absolutely um heege worthy and I think it, it it echoes that idea of of intentionality, um, mm-hmm. putting putting the effort into it produces better results, right? Like if you're what whatever it is, I think like that's a great example. Um, but I think the same could be said for like just reading something or you know watching a bunch of shows, you know watching a bunch of episodes of a show or um, um, even like just cooking something that like takes a long time to cook that you wouldn't nor- ordinarily do, you wouldn't be able to fit in if you were doing all of the other things that you do in your normal life. Like by putting intention behind it, it it is work in a way, but it's mm-hmm. <clears throat> completely indulgent work. It's, it's um, yeah. you're able to reap the rewards of that in the same way that like, if you don't, if you're, if you're working distracted, you're not working as effectively, you know? Yeah. So like, if you are able to like put everything out of your mind and dive in on a project, then the results are generally going to be better than if you were trying to juggle that project and a bunch of other stuff, other distractions or whatever. So the same thing works for um, relaxation or comfort where you're, um, I think the, uh, a great example that I can think of is um, I, occasionally we'll have these days where uh, for whatever reason, I don't have any plans. It's like a weekend and um, like Chelsea has to work or um, she's got, you know, something else that she's doing. And so I'm, I'm sort of like um, left to fill up the time, you know, in, in whatever way I can. And I might have like things that I could do, but there's no like urgency behind them, you know, like, I, oh, I, I, I could do the laundry um, or, you know, whatever. But uh, if I just, uh, I'll, I'll find a movie, I'll start, I'll, I'll find a movie that I've wanted to watch for a little while. It's in my queue or whatever. And I'll watch it. And after it's over, um, I'll like read a Wikipedia article on it. And from there, I'll like, you know, find out about the location where it was filmed or um, who the composer was for the score or whatever. And it'll, it'll just kind of like spin off from there where it's these like deep dives that, yeah, I might, I might be able to on a weeknight in between like cooking dinner and, um, 
and trying to get ready for the next day or whatever, I might be able to watch the movie or I might be able to like read the Wikipedia article or whatever, but I, I'm not able to do all of that like in succession in this like concentrated study type period. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the results are generally way more memorable for me, I think. You know, stuff, even if it's not like, even if the movie isn't that good, like for whatever reason, because I've been able to put additional context around it and like really take the time to bury yourself into it. it. Yeah. Like it ends up being like a more meaningful experience than what I would consider a better movie, you know, or a better filmmaker or or a composer or whatever. I think you're, you're, you bringing up cooking resonated that topic with me specifically because like, I hate to cook every day, but I like some days to just dive into that and spend half the day doing that. You know, yeah, yeah. I think it's always like a matter of it's that's. I mean, it's the same thing you were saying earlier. Just feeling of of dedicating the time and feeling like that's worthwhile. You know, because it always feels like you're sacrificing something else, right? Yeah. By by focusing on one thing and and you know, I think I tend towards like, well, I'm going to do a little bit of everything that I want to do so that I don't miss any time on any of these things, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, and it ultimately is not a rewarding experience. At at all or just? Um, Not at all, but I, I, I almost always, you know, at the end of that, I'm like, I didn't get the full, you know, sort of experience out of any of those things. And like I checked really, all the boxes. Yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. And you know, would have been nice to get. I always feel like I'm I'm doing pieces of things, I guess, rather than yeah, making a full effort, and that that is ultimately not rewarding. All right. Well, I think everybody has their uh, hege assignments. So, yep. uh, in in the interest of allowing you guys the space to work on your huge efforts. Uh, we're going to kill the podcast tonight. This is the last oh, episode God. of the archive. Final episode. That We've was been my working on that's this Nick's too long. Project. We need to, <laughs> everybody to relax. Secret, You're taking me out of my huge project. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. Uh, not quite yet because I want to hear if the creepers have any thoughts on huge. Mm, yeah, me too. There. So I guess, I guess we'll go at least one more week of the show. <laughs> All right. One more, that's it. That's it. Just one more. One or two. Three eh. three tops. Give or take. Yeah. But happen. in the meantime, share your thoughts uh, at thearchive.com, uh, on social things at the archive. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I mean, I kind of feel like we should just let this one put itself into the archive. And let's put just kind of like... Into the archive. <laughs> <laughs>